Content Podcast, your go-to source for content creation, strategy, and business inspiration. I'm your host, Mel Daniels, content strategist, coach, and speaker, empowering women across the globe to grow their business with powerful content that connects, nurtures, and converts. So if you're ready to create standout content that gets you noticed and remembered, or build an aligned audience who love you and are ready to buy from you, you're in the right place. I believe that content has the power to connect us all. It's up to you how you use it. Listen in for genuine and insightful chats with guests, as well as practical tools and strategies from me. It's so lovely to have you here. Let's dive into the show. I acknowledge the Wongal people of the Eora Nation as the traditional custodians of the country that I am recording from today. I recognise their continuing connection to the land and waters. I pay my respects to Elders past and present and extend that respect to all First Nation people listening today. Hello, hello, beautiful people, and welcome to episode 101 of the Powerful Content Podcast. Today, I have with me the amazing Steph Gabriel. Steph and I have connected through communities such as Mums & Co and have crossed paths numerous times in the online space. So it's so wonderful to have Steph with me here today. So like a lot of female-led businesses, Steph started her business S38 Business Management because she loved her work, but not the hours it took away from her home life. Becoming a mother made Steph reassess what success meant to her. Suddenly, it wasn't about long hours and corporate wins. It was about finding a balance between doing the work she loved and having the time and energy she needed to enjoy her young family. She started S38 Business Management because she knew it was up to herself to build a working life that worked for her. And Steph knew she had this knowledge, the skills and expertise to help other women in business do exactly the same. With more than 15 years in the corporate world, working alongside leaders in accounting, education, finance and retail, Steph has become a darn good executive assistant. She was their secret agent working behind the scenes to help business leaders and owners succeed. And now as an OBM, which is an online business manager, she's doing the same for women in small business. As your OBM, Steph will be your sounding board, confidant and trusted business advisor helping you to get you and your business set up for success. Welcome to the podcast, Steph. Thank you, Ralph. Oh, I was like, oh, who is this lovely person you're talking about? <laughs> I love watching people's reactions as I read that bio out. So for my listeners, obviously, I read the bios out every time I record a podcast, but I really love watching people and their reaction to hearing those words, you know, read back to them. And I think that it really goes to the question that I'm going to ask at the end of the podcast and that I asked it at the end of every episode with a guest, and that is around owning your superpower as well. So Steph, I've given a little bit of insight into your background and your experience in this beautiful bio, but I would love for you to let the listeners know a little bit more about your journey and what got you to where you are today. Sure. Thank you, Mel. So I started my business when I had my daughter, as you mentioned, and I couldn't, I just, I couldn't choose between working 10, 12 hour days and being a mom. So I decided putting being a mom first. And then, you know, building a business around that. Now, like a baby, you, it doesn't come with a manual and neither does business. And you sort of feel like you're starting from scratch from, you know, from that perspective. I didn't have friends or family in the world either. 
sorry, I did start out as a virtual assistant initially, and then I transferred my skill set from the corporate world into the world. Uh, when you've got a young child, I don't think there is anything more motivating than trying to make it work for the sake of being able to, you know, run your life around more child and then, you know, do the work regardless of timing as well. You know, so if I had to get up at 4 a.m. to do some work as a VA, I'd be happy to do that. But then at least I know it's not with some massive corporate, you know, company. It's for my family and finally. And then yeah. when I came up for any two years in, that's when I shifted and I went like, you have a skill set. I need to, you know, burn in on that skill set with the small business world in which I can help business owners do what I was doing on a quite a larger scale corporate world. And then, you know, it just, as time goes on, I think the most surprising thing about owning your business is the self-worth journey. You know, as you mentioned, I'm, I, I was an EDA, so I made the magic happen from behind the scenes. And then I realized two years into my business, I have to be front and center in order, you know, for my business to survive. I had one picture on my website with my old brand, just one mil. And now I have them scattered across, you know, and my socials and, you know, I worked up to doing video and, you know, just the, the self-growth journey of, you know, you know, you needing to put yourself out there has been such a priceless experience because it's not an experience I would have got in the corporate world neither. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that a lot of people can resonate with that story that you just told, Steph. The desire, the need, the want to have that flexibility in your life to be able to be there for family. And before we hit record, we, we spoke about both of our challenges and the result of being able to be flexible and have our own businesses. You with a child going into kindy and me with a child at the other end of the scheme doing the HSC next year and how important it has been for both of us to be able to be there for them in, in times of need, basically. So I think that that's really a common theme amongst pe people. But I love what you just said, and we might just expand on this a little bit, Steph, if we can, around the self-worth journey. I myself also started as a virtual assistant and gradually, you know, niched into content and really found that to be my strength. Funnily enough, it was in line with all of the previous corporate roles I had with my qualifications as well. But it took me a very long time to come to that, that point that, yes, I was an expert in a particular field. So how has that self-worth journey been for you? And you even touched on your website. I know that you've got a brand new website and perhaps you can weed this into, into explaining as well what that rebranding journey has been like in line with your self-worth. Sure. So I think, you know, people buy from human. People buy from people. This is one of the lessons I learned. They don't buy from people. They want to know who they're dealing with this especially post-COVID right now. I think it's changed the landscape completely. And I think it's really important to build that know, like, trust with, you know, potential clients or even your audience. Someone can be watching you for years. Someone from the corporate world was watching me that worked with one of my GMs. He just got in contact with me. So I've been in business four and a half years and he wants to work with me next year. And I was like, I had no idea you were even watching me, you know. But you don't know who's watching and you have to keep being, you know, this consistent. You have to keep stepping out of your comfort zone. You know, you've got to, I think people know when they're comfortable and then it's really about taking that baby step onto that next level. And if, it, if you're uncomfortable, that means that you're moving out of your comfort zone. And sometimes this might take time and that's okay. 
You know, I think these things take time and we have to acknowledge that's okay. But 1% every day is better than standing still in business, you know, and as a person. So, you know, I think it's so important to be able to even acknowledge, you know, how far you've come because that's a massive win on itself. No one could have done that for you. You did that for yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's it's just been this massive journey of, you know, slowly. So I've always been trying to find ways to, okay, I've, I've, I've started to do videos. What's the next thing that I can do to really take myself out of my comfort zone? I've started now doing lives, but I'm doing them very slowly because I still, you know, sort of my mouth at times, you know, as an author, but human, right? <laughs> But, you know, there's other things that I'm doing as well, like applying for awards, because that, that's showing that I'm confident in my business and what I'm doing. And one of the other biggest lessons I've learned, Mel, and I'm sure you and I can agree with this, we're not confident in ourselves. No one else is going to be confident. And it shows, right? I've had a few lessons where it shows. So it's so important to be confident, you know, in what you know and what you value and to be yourself. You know, because you're not going to be for everyone. This is another lesson, right? You're not going to be for everyone and that's okay. We don't need to be for everyone. But that's that acceptance, hmm. you know, that you want to attract the tribe. You want to attract, you know, the people that are going to have good synergy for you to work. So many gems there, Steph. Oh, my goodness. And so many things that I agree with as well, like being yourself, especially when it comes to content as well. That can be really, really difficult for people. But the moment that we lean into what our strengths are and our values and beliefs and bring them to the table with our content. It's not only going to be easier for us, but we're going to find those people who truly align with us. So I love that. And I have, I I would like to say that I have noticed that there has been a few more social media posts from you around awards and going to be becoming finalists and going to award ceremonies. What has that been like for you? Starting out, it was the most daunting experience yeah. ever, can I just say. But again, we all have to start somewhere. Um, now, for me, it's a night out, not being mum staff, it's being adult staff, getting dolled up and going and enjoying a three-course meal without being interrupted and, and just really, you know, feeling like an adult. I mean, I don't do this unless I'm going to an awards night, you know? So, <laughs> you know, Tammy, it's, it's, it's still, you know, hands-on when the kids are young. So... When I do sort of get a chance to go now, I'm like, you know what? I mean, look after her. I deserve a night off. And, you know, you make the most of it. And if you're in the room. That's what matters. Yeah. I haven't won yet. One of these days I will. Maybe 2024 is my year. But, you know, the point is I'm a finalist. I was picked out of you know, all those people to be, you know, a finalist. And that speaks volumes. That that create credibility, that create all sorts of good things for your business. I've seen people start following me after I put up that I'm a finalist. So definitely build credibility and, you know, that, I mean, in a small business world, you have to throw your hat in the ring. When I started my business, I was of the mindset that, you know, people nominate. And, and the thing, the most important thing I've learned about applying awards is understanding which awards you want to go. So you can apply for plenty. And then you really sort of realize which one, you know, you are aligned with your values and what you want to be known for sort of being like. So I think that's the, that's, that's the lesson I've had in the last year of applying for a walk. Oh my goodness, it certainly is, isn't it? Like everything we do is just every opportunity we take, every challenge, 
it's just about that that uh, growth journey. So let's just talk about marrying personal and business together because I know that you're all about a holistic approach to business and we've already spoken about that flexibility and being there for our family. But what does that balance or mums and co use the word harmonization between business and personal look like for you on a daily basis? I call it a juggle. I don't call it balancing. And it is a juggle. It is a juggle, right? Mm. You're never going to have all of these balls in a a straight line sort of thing. But I think the most important things that I do is I look at the week or the following week. And I see what I have on and I plan around. So for example, if I have an appointment for my daughter or myself, I might block that day out so I can really give that 110% time to work without feeling stressed or the need to respond to clients. And then you communicate with people as well. So I always look ahead, see what I have, so that way I can plan my week around. And I think giving ourselves that permission that it's okay to take time for, you know, personal errands or things that you've got to do for the kids or, you know, things you might do, you know, something like a sport that you want to go watch your kids do or whatever it might be. It's okay to do that because imagine this, if you're still in the corporate world, you'd still be making time to do this, right? So why not, you know, give yourself that permission and make the time when you're calling the shots? Right. I feel like the primary carer and stuff, you know, we, it's got to be all on you. you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I hear you loud and clear with that particular juggle. But before we hit record, you were telling me a story as well about you were speaking to a client recently. And well, I'll let you tell the story. You tell the story. So I was speaking to my client and I can sense he was stressed and he was overwhelmed. And it was really nothing he was saying. He was talking about work and I just, I can hear it come through in his voice. And I asked him, when was the last time you did something? And he goes, oh, I, I don't know, to be honest. And I said, okay. I said, how about this weekend? You stop and do something for yourself. Whatever you enjoy doing, just take a couple of hours and do it for you. And he goes to me, oh, I can't. I've got so much on. I go, you've got 48 hours over the weekend. I'm sure you can find a couple of hours where it's just for you. Just stop or from this tent the wheel that we run on, you know, mm-hmm. called. And he did it. And he told me on the Monday that he felt such a sense of relief because there was no one there to tell him, stop, take a break in the car for yourself. And that Thursday, the coming Thursday, he booked in to see some some show that was, you know, that he was going to with a friend. And I said, amazing. So all it took was for him to have a couple of hours to himself on the weekend in order for him to realize, oh my God, I feel amazing. I'm going to do something for me during the week, but on the weekend, and it's just going to be for me. Yeah. And it's amazing, isn't it? That sometimes it actually does take someone to plant that idea in our head or to give us permission to actually go ahead and do it. So obviously running a business, there is a lot of stress. There can be a lot of overwhelm. What are some tips that you could give us to help us relieve that stress and overwhelm a bit you've given us an example right there in, in taking a break but are there any other ideas or tips that you could give us to help us stop moving into that space of burnout because I think that stress and overwhelm can really lead to burnout so is there anything else that you suggest sorry I've mentioned this before planning if you just look at the week 
in advance and look at what's happening. Is the majority of it meeting? Try and understand your energy. I always talk to my clients about this now that, you know, are you a morning person? Are you an evening? If you're a morning person, you should not be having meetings after three o'clock in the afternoon. Your brain will be fried by that point. Put some boundaries in place. Do something for you, even if it's just going for a walk. You know, I had a past client. I said to her, what do you love doing? Because she carried a load like we did now. And she goes, I used to love swimming. I go, why can't you go swimming for an hour? She started doing it and it was like she rekindled the love that she had for swimming. So really just implementing that one thing you want to do for yourself in your week. So it's part of your schedule, right? You just um, mentioned that you did that planning on a weekly basis, Steph. Is is that the best way or the way that you do it yourself in terms of planning week by week? So I do a short-term planning, yes, and then there are long-term planning as well. Now things change and that's fine. So, you know, if you want to set goals, um, I don't say for the year. I, I, you know, if it's a really big goal, then yes. But, you know, sometimes taking it quarter by quarter, you know, is a little bit easier and then you break that down into your mind. And then so then that way you know what you're supposed to be working on and you're not gathered things or what are like you now things. So that guidance breaks down. But the other thing I also say, Mel, is aim for three things a day. Even if it's two meetings and one thing for your business, that's fine. Just aim for those three main things a day and the rest can wait. I love that approach so much. I'm personally, I am a planner and I talk about my content creator archetype being a planner. I love to schedule things. I love to batch things. I love to be in control. I love the to-do list and cross things off. But I can see how those people who don't love to do that can be overwhelmed with that this planning process and get into that space of inaction because they're, they're overwhelmed by it all. So I love that tip of three things, three things a day. They can be as big or as small as you like, but just make those three things and you will feel that momentum. Yeah. And the accomplishment as well, because you did mention at the beginning of the episode as well, it's just about those small steps every day. What are those small things that I can do to keep that momentum happening? Love it. Love it so much. Now you've mentioned self-care. Self-care, I think can be a little bit of a scary word for some. It can be a bit of a buzzword for some. What does self-care look like for you personally on a day-to-day basis? I guess what I want to know is how does it impact our business? So at the two-year mark, I a really quick backstory now. I grew up in a family where it was always family first, right? So I came into motherhood thinking family first, family first. And then because of that, two years in, I health suffered. I could see the ripple effect it was having on my family and on my business. And I thought, right. I can't run a business and I can't be a mum by trying to pull my legs along because I can't even sit up straight and think of upright, you know. So I started looking after myself and I started making a priority. I think that's what it's about, making ourselves a priority because especially as a mum in the primary era, it can be very hard and you always end up on the bottom of the list. And that happened to me and that's why I had to learn from my experience. If I can't look after myself, how am I going to look after my business? Yeah. And I agree with you so much, Steph, that it is about the energy, isn't it? Just not the physical energy, but the mental energy as well, the spiritual energy that you give off for people. 
it really does get picked up by your clients, even through social media, through your content as well. People can really feel that energy. I also love how self-care doesn't necessarily have to be something huge. I think that when a lot of people think of self-care, they think, oh, I have to go and book myself a massage or I have to go and book myself a facial. Yes, it may be that, but I will share my little self-care thing every day. (laughs) Every day I do two things. The first is a cup of green tea of a morning and I go and sit in a room without my phone. Usually the dog might come and follow me, but I will just sit there and think about perhaps what is coming up in the day or I might just totally zone out altogether. So that's my little moment and everyone knows not to disturb me whilst I'm having my green tea. So, you know, I get up in the morning, do the lunches, get everyone prepared, ready to go out the door and then I have my my green tea. And the other thing that I do, and people may not even think that this is self-care, but I actually take a break at lunchtime. I don't sit at my desk to eat my lunch. I will go outside. No matter what the weather is, I will always go outside and eat my lunch. So they're kind of the two little things. And I can see that those days where I don't do those things, it makes a huge difference to the way that I show up and the way for my show up for my clients or the way that I show up on social media as well. So I think that that's really important as well to know that self-care doesn't have to be this big thing, right? No, it doesn't. Absolutely not. So the way what I do for myself in the morning, once I get my daughter set up with breakfast, she just wants to watch a little bit before we get ready for preschool. As I'm getting ready, I put music on and I start dancing while I'm getting ready because it lifts my mood. It sort of motivates me to get ready for my day. And sometimes my daughter comes and joins me. So it's a good thing. So that's one way that I, you know, can start with how I like starting my day. And then, as you said, just getting outside, either for lunch. I got outside today because I was going to put a load on the line, like a load of washing. But in that 10 minutes, I could see I already got some vitamin D. It was just nice to get that fresh air and pause from all the technology and your brain running on 15 tabs open. Yeah. Oh, I I really agree with that 100%. I love it so much. Steph, I know that you are all about this juggle between business and personal life as well. And you've given us some fantastic tips today on how we can think about shifting our perspective and changing our actions in order to have a better life and have a better business life as well. I know that you are also all about business fundamentals and getting the basics right. So we've talked about planning and I know that you have a fantastic quiz, which I have taken myself. (laughs) Lots of fun. Would you just like to talk to us about that? So the Business Foundation Health Check, I call it a health check. And what it does is it really gets uh, people thinking about like the shield of the structure of their business. Not so much, you know, the admin stuff and all that sort of thing. It's more the structure of your and whether, you know, those foundations are in check or is it giving you something to think about that you might be needing to do to improve in your business as well. And the reason why I created that is because I'm all about, like, like looking at structure and talking about your business. It's like an online shop, you know. We've all got foundations in place and it's a, just a really good way to look at your business as a whole and probably it's the best way to take a step back from your business and really sort of assess it. Yeah, and I, I would agree. It is ex- extremely useful to even just be prompted 
to think about things. You know, a couple of things I thought, oh, yeah, I have that under control when I went, hmm, do I really, do I really have that under control? So if you are looking at your business foundations, strongly recommend you go and do the business foundations health check. Now, one of those questions is, was around community and having a support and networking. And I know that community is extremely important to you and that you are a volunteer host at a local business community as well, but you've got something special in the works and that is a community in terms of a beautiful membership. So do you want to just speak about that for a second as well, Steph? Sure. Thank you, Ralph. So I am starting a business support membership um, and that way, you know, we not only got to build relationships with me, but it'll be building relationships with other people in the community and it will be having sessions with all of us coming together, talking about what challenges, and then you'll have access to me during that one. That, that's what I'll be starting very soon. I just think that I always hear that people need that sounding board and like even I do, you know, mm. to have that outside perspective. Yeah, so I, I totally agree with that as well. You know, just having someone else outside of your own little cocoon because we do get cocooned in our own business <laughs> and working by ourselves, not necessarily having a team. And oh, I won't give I won't give away one of the questions in the quiz. I was going to give it away, but yeah, just not having those people around you to be able to support you in the way that you need. It can be difficult in business. So I think that this membership will be a, a great asset to anyone who wants to join. I'll make sure that I pop the links in the show notes to both the quiz and the membership as well. So Steph, I love to ask all of my guests this question. I love to ask them about their superpower. So what do you think is your superpower? I think these days my superpower is being able to, you know, I guess pick up on, it's a bit like that sixth sense. It's not what's being said, it's what's not being said. Mm. So for example, if it is the stress, it is the overwhelm. It's those silent things that we don't mention. I feel like I can on them. So I'd like to say that's my superpower at the moment. Beautiful superpower. I love it. And do you have any final parting words of wisdom before we finish up today, Steph? Just, uh, you know, anyone that wants to get some sort of feedback on their business, they're welcome to book a discovery call with me. There's no obligations there. I'm always happy to, you know, help people sort of jump on the right path for their business being the beginning of the year. So, you know, feel free to reach out, connect with me. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Steph, and sharing your wisdom with my listeners. I truly appreciate you being here. Thank you, Mel. It's been fun. Thanks so much for listening. That's it for another week. To get more powerful content in your life, make sure you're following along on socials. My handle is at Meld Business. And just in case you're wondering, the groovy music for this podcast was created by Just Here on SoundCloud. I'd also be super grateful if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast so more amazing women like you can experience the power of content. And if you're like, hell Mel, stop talking. I'm ready to work with you now. Here's how we can work some powerful content magic together. Firstly, come and join the content effect. My membership, Inspiring Women with Service-Based Businesses to ditch the content chaos and start creating standout content that gets you noticed and makes sales. You can join us by using the link in the show notes or just Google the content effect. The second way we can work together is via my one-on-one packages. We can create a sustainable content strategy or start to build out your client journey. It's up to you. Hop on over to meldbusinessservices.com.au forward slash services to find out more.
Until next time, have a beautiful week and embrace the power of your content.